Welcome to the Sunday Night Health Show podcast. Tonight in the program, we are talking about menopause in the workplace and about going from good to greatness with psychotherapist and coach Joanne Weiler. Also, Dr. Tommy Mitchell and I discuss the importance of men's health and prevention. And since smoking after sex is passe, what do you do? I will dial you in on that. Procrastinate much? How do you get motivated? The Sunday Night Health Show podcast starts now. And now, Maureen's Health Headline. Well, here we go. Big changes in my life. Uh, well, <laughs> post-pandemic changes. I gave my first in-person talk this week. I traveled to Ontario to the Sioux, Sioux St. Marie, um, a gorgeous, gorgeous part of Canada to give a talk at St. Sioux College. Um, that is a business administration and technological school. And, um, you know, I was, um, it was, it was quite a great experience. It was really elating for me. I have to say, I, well, I'd agreed to this several months ago and I thought surely by then, you know, things will be better. And, you know, we all have to launch a little bit post pandemic. And if you've listened to the show ever before, you know, that I was extremely careful through the pandemic knock on wood. And, um, you know, I can still say that I, I have not gotten COVID yet, um, that I know of anyway. I know a lot of you are thinking that out there that you know of because a lot of people were asymptomatic, didn't know that they had it. I happen to have been tested three times a week with PCR testing, uh, for the past three years. So chances are probably I didn't get it, but whatever we can all hope, huh? I have a very good friend of mine who has gotten it recently. And, you know, a lot of people are surprised when other people get COVID. Some people Aren't, just aren't testing. They're having a cold. To be honest with you, I I was picking something up this week and the person that I was picking it up from in the store said, um, oh, don't mind me. I just have allergies. I don't have COVID. And I thought um, that was the most common thing when I was, when, when the surges were happening and lots of people were um, sick. A lot of people, even if they'd never had allergies before, all of a sudden they had allergies. And so um, that was the most common expression that I heard from people. Most common phrase. I ju I just thought it was allergies when in actual fact it was, um, COVID. So anyway, so I went to the Sioux Sioux and it's a, it's a bit of a small town, but it's a beautiful town and the people were lovely. They were so nice. And the, the talk that I gave to the faculty was about midlife for men and women. So I separated the classes, just like grade six at sex education classes, because you know what? It works best. I've done this long enough to know that, you know, when the neighbors get together, uh, nobody's really going to ask <laughs> these questions that they should be asking or that they feel free uh, to ask and that they feel comfortable asking. So it, it went very well in that way. And to be honest with you, though, some women turned up to the men's sex education class in the afternoon. It wasn't strictly sex education, but we're going to talk a little bit about both tonight. But I, I first wanted to talk a little bit about women in the workplace. You know, as everybody's looking to the south of us and everybody down south in the in America, they're, you know, wondering at 80, whatever, is Joe Biden too old for the presidency? Some people might say yes, but, you know, finally a man reaches 80, his 80s and People are like questioning, but a lot of women feel invisible and overlooked in the workplace because of menopause. And it's an area of health where a lot of women can be discriminated against. Uh, it, there's a tremendous cost to women experiencing menopause. It is It costs uh, companies in lost productivity. Um, you know, it's a very taboo subject, so we don't talk about this, and it's a way to dismiss older women. But now menopause is finally getting a little bit of attention, and I have to say that the women that I spoke to uh, at the college were very, very happy to have this information. And in fact, they said, you know, we wish this had been a day-long uh, conference because there is so much to talk about. Of course, I covered sexual health, vaginal dryness, painful sex, low libido, um, hot flashes, night sweats, all of that, what you can do to improve your health during this time, what you can do to feel better during this time. I mean, the list was endless. And 
you know, the questions were awesome and, you know, people were really engaged. The women were really engaged. And they said, you know, a lot of women don't have doctors in Canada. And, and I heard that. I also heard that a lot of women were being dismissed um, and, you know, dismissed by their doctors and, and saying that certain symptoms weren't certain symptoms or, or they were being treated for something that they found out later that they didn't have because doctors aren't taught about urinary incontinence in medical school. Uh, so, you know, you have to have the right diagnosis in order to get the right treatment. Um, anyway, so it was quite an interesting, uh, event and I was, you know, it, it inspired me. It really got me thinking this is a huge need. And I know that it's a huge need. A, a recent report, revealed that too many women age 50 and older feel invisible and overlooked by employers. And it's this report was published by Tuare Teg, and it shows women in this age group face barriers to remaining in work and experience disadvantage and discrimination in work. They're also calling in sick and most likely not telling their employers why they're calling in sick. And, you know, which actually costs the company. 27% of women, according to this particular um, survey, had, or report, sorry, had taken time off because of menopausal symptoms. Less than half had told their managers the real reason for their absence. Now, you can feel embarrassed and ashamed. One of the biggest issues for women is the loss of sleep at night, not necessarily because they can't sleep, although that's an issue too, but because they're having night sweats and hot flashes. They're getting up to go to the bathroom. And, and then what does that equate to? That equates to fatigue, exhaustion, not brain fog. And it's so difficult to work under those uh, circumstances, especially when it's night after night after night, and you're going to your doctor, as many women at this particular event told me, and they're getting dismissed or they're not getting treatment. They're not getting the treatment that they need. And, you know, the men and the women ask this question, like, if you can't find a doctor or your doctor dismisses you and says, you don't need that. Um, you know, we'll, we'll wait about that, or I'm not going to refer you to a specialist for hormone replacement therapy for a discussion about hormone replacement therapy for you or hormone therapy, then what do you do? But a lot of this information is education, which is what I do each week, not to toot my own horn. I don't mean to be in that way, but I don't have to be the person that educates. I'm just giving you bits of this so that you can hopefully go on and do a little bit more research yourself to be able to remain in the workplace. This is a very large demographic of people who are working. And, you know, that not only have women been underserved in areas of childcare, uh, but they're also more likely to be caring for aging parents and for grandchildren than any other people as well. And so, you know, this is a very important time for women. Oftentimes women are the sole breadwinner of their families. They may be a single woman. They may not be able to take time off. They may be a perfectionist and feel that they shouldn't be taking time off. But, you know, it's very important to talk about. And I love the fact that this, that I was invited to this college um, to speak about this because it was a great opportunity. And obviously somebody there cared that, these women had and, and men had the appropriate education to learn about this particular time. And, and the, the demographic that I spoke to, the women were between the ages of probably late 30s, I would say, to 65, 66. Um, and so, you know, it was it's a wide range of ages and they are going through different aspects of menopause. Many are in perimenopause, the years leading up to menopause, others are postmenopausal. And so it's so important to learn about the things, the symptoms and what you can do about it and how you can live the, your healthiest life. We're going to go to break right now, but when I come back, I want to talk about some of the things that you can do as an employee, as a working woman during the perimenopausal and menopausal years, and also what managers can do to make things a little bit better for a very important group of employees. 
you probably don't want to say I'm a woman going through menopause and it's difficult at work because a lot of people are embarrassed around it. People forget that menopause is a normal transition of life and support should be available for women at work. Menopausal women, we have a tough labor market out there right now. And menopausal women are the fastest growing demographic in the workplace. So it is so important now more than ever that if you cannot speak openly about menopause at work, because a lot of people get turned off by certain subjects, at least provide education for your employees. And it's not necessarily just women who need to be educated about this. Men and they need to be educated educated about this as well. So it is so important. I just find when I educate people about intimate subjects, sensitive subjects, you know, women want to be able to ask questions freely and they kind of feel embarrassed if there's a male colleague there. There was a woman who felt embarrassed of her questions um, in front of uh, some of her female colleagues. She felt that she might be judged. But, you know, typically, you know, women do support women in in this area. And so I just find that, it, you know, having educational sessions is just so important um, because menopause can affect a woman's working life. And, and sometimes menopausal symptoms, hot flashes, night sweats, anxiety, heart palpitations, vaginal dryness, um, insomnia, going, getting up and going to the bathroom in the middle of the night, they can impact your ability to concentrate or carry out your job, uh, your job duties to the best of your ability. There was a survey done in the UK by the British Menopause Society. They found that 45% of women felt that menopausal symptoms had a negative impact on their work. Half of women between the ages of probably 40 to seven, you know, 65, 70, because these symptoms can last past the age of 60. They can last, well, for some women, they're lifelong symptoms. They never go away for some women. So, and you know, a lot of women are working, a lot of people are working much longer than they ever did before. Uh, so it's so important. And you know what? Working is actually very good for brain health. So women should not feel that their life is over once they hit menopause. They should feel rejuvenated, renewed, understand that they have, they can be empowered and have control over these uh, symptoms. The also the um, 47% needed to take, who needed to take a day off because of menopausal symptoms said they wouldn't tell their employer the real reason. So they're lying, they're making things up, they're feeling like they're going crazy because a lot of women feel that way because of the brain fog. But that's one of the symptoms that can hit the workplace. And so there are some things that you can do to, and, and in fact, to help things like brain fog, for example. We have so much technology now. We have calendars, making appointments, reminders on the phone. Uh, there's notes on the phone. You can record things on your device as well. And so just allowing women to do that would be so helpful and help with brain fog because people typically forget when they have this brain fog and they, and they honestly think that they're going crazy and you know they think that they're going to be at higher risk for dementia well the good news is ladies you're not the other thing is you know discreetly allow a menopausal woman a woman who's experiencing menopausal symptoms to move to a cooler part of the office or to allow her to have a fan on her desk. I know fans weren't popular earlier on in the pandemic, but fans are fine. Uh, and they can be very helpful. There's also little personal fans that, that women can use. Um, requesting a different uniform. I learned this from a flight attendant who had been experiencing hot flashes. Uh, they, it was a very thick uniform that they were provided with by the airline. And so she requested that uh, at her company that they be allowed to change to lighter uh, uniforms if um, they were experiencing hot flashes or, you know, some, some women just, you know, they just are, they're just hot. <laughs> Not in that way. Um, but they're just hot. Uh, you know, sometimes people are cold. Like I'm cold all the time. I'm freezing uh, most of my life. So I will welcome a hot flash. Um, but also flexible working. We saw that in the pandemic. We saw that, um, you know, it works brilliantly. I think it works brilliantly for certain 
people, and in particular for menopausal women, I think it works amazingly well because you cut off the commute. I think for younger people, it's great to go into the office and, and have colleagues and meet new people and, you know, teamwork and that kind of thing. So I think it's great for younger people to be in the office working with other people. But I think for menopausal women, you know, who are managing kids at home, to, uh, working outside of the home, working inside of the home, like, you know, you don't have the commute. You can also toss a load of laundry in in the middle of the day. Nothing more satisfying than that. Um, you can, you know, it's just a little bit easier. You, you don't have to take a shower and put on makeup. You can just turn off the video on your zoom. Um, there's so many things. So I think flexible working, being able to work from home a few days, uh, would be extremely helpful. And, you know, it allows a woman to even take a nap in the middle of the day if uh, she should need that. So anyway, bottom line is your manager, your employer should be uh, supporting you. There should be counseling, uh, options to take regular breaks, more time to prepare for meetings and um, all those things. Any other suggestions, feel free to call or text. Anyway, coming up next, we're going to be talking about how you can go from good to greatness. This morning, I woke up to a really a beautiful blog. I kid you not. It was called Rise and Shine. And just before I went swimming, so it was a perfect time for me to read this, I read Joanne Weiler's Psychotherapist and Coach blog, What is the Secret Sauce to Experience Flow? Joanne joins me on the line to talk about what creates the feeling of flow and also about a great virtual event she's having this week with some colleagues to help you go from good to greatness. Good evening, Joanne. Hi, Maureen. That's so great. Oh, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I, I'm great. I'm, <laughs> um, yeah, we. It was funny. I was yesterday sitting watching with my family. I'm um, Justin play tennis. Justin, my son, and you know he just knocked off the first set. He was just playing totally in the zone and. Uh, and then the, his opponent started to, you know, change his game up a bit. And Justin lost his focus and started to lose his, you know, kind of um, elevated play. And so he up-leveled and, I, you know, and ended up winning the second set um, quite handily when he got back and his flow again. And it got me thinking about what is it that creates a flow and... Um, and I think that that is something like, of course, tennis. I, I have a theory, and Maureen, I know you play tennis um, as well. It's, it, you know, it's in a way um, a metaphor for all of life. And I think that it really um, is something that we actually um, can really learn from. You know, what happens on the court actually happens in life. So how do we get in that zone? And uh, so anyway, this spurred a really great conversation. I asked Justin about it, and he talked about all this new research about breathing and how we tend to be breathing from our mouth rather than our nose. And um, and the research that's available now, that it really um, helps um, you have peak performance. And um, there's a book called Breathe by James um, Nestor that's out that's really good and you may want to check out but anyways that started my blog because I thought yeah you know yeah. what we've had a three-year pandemic we've all been kind of like you know trying to get back into lots of hugs uh, which gives us all of the oxytocin we need and uh, and connect with others because we've been isolated and you know and uh, separated from each other and we're trying to kind of get back to a new normal and that is the momentum of um of what christine monahan uh her brainchild on putting together this um event live event free uh virtual event this wednesday and that's going to be from uh 12 to 2 30 on uh, wednesday may 31st yeah, this this Wednesday, twelve to twelve to two thirty, and mm -hmm. um, there's yeah. <laughs> I took a look at I took a look at Christine's website, and it's Christine Monahan and when a M O N A G H A N forward slash G the number two G. Um, so there's lots of uh, different 
I, women speaking about their expertise. I just want to go back to flow just a little bit because it was interesting sure, after yeah. I read your blog, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I was rising and I'm not sure I was shining, but nonetheless I was rising. And uh, <laughs> so I went down to the water to um, swim with a couple oh, to of the, friends. The, to the ocean. <laughs> yes, to the ocean. Oh, and, good for you. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, we got out there and I really didn't want to go. It was overcast this morning. I mean, I did, but I didn't. There's never a bad swim is my attitude. Anyway, so we yeah. dive in and we're swimming away. And and um, I said, you know, can we go? Let's go a bit further. And I, I just felt like I was in the flow, mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, happened know. to be in the water. Um, and then the two that I was swimming with said, oh, no, I don't think I can. You know, they weren't in the flow. And then that their flow their lack of flow knocked out my flow. I just wanted to say that, that, you know, we, people can have that effect on us, you know, and, and, yeah, and I think yeah. that might be part of flow, although I, I know very little about it, but I do know that life emulates the tennis court. And also because you ne don't know what to expect in life, you never know what's going to come, what ball's going to come your way or what you're going to miss. Um, so I, yeah. I agree with you on that on tennis and, and things can change in an instant, but um, tell me about this event that is occurring and what can women expect from it? Well, you know, just what you did there, I just want to kind of um, expand on that. You, you know, you were kind of cozy at home. You took the risk to kind of push and stretch to go for the swim. And then when you got there, you felt that change in your body. And, um, and that, start, that started you kind of releasing and being really super present to enjoy what you're doing, which... Um, you know, then what happened is when you actually are distracted by your friends who aren't in that moment with you, you actually lose your flow. So how do we bring ourselves back to what gives us that feeling of, um, of total freedom, right? It's just the best feeling ever. And um, so the idea of, um, of being able to really focus in on... Um, on what we're feeling in the present is what we can apply to our job because in our careers or whether it's our relationship um, or just generally in life, oftentimes we're distracted by so many other factors. It's hard. We, we need a system to kind of bring us back to what were those pillars that we stood on when we decided to go in the direction and how do you find what those pillars are? Like what are our values? What matters to us? And, um, of course, if I ask you, Maureen, what brought you to the ocean? You've got your friends. That's one value. You've got health, which is another. And it's, I guess, what was the feeling you had in the ocean? Free, absolute freedom. I don't know. Weightless. I mean, I, I just love water. That's I've always loved water. <laughs> I'm yeah, a water person. And, I uh, yeah, I feel, I feel at home in water, um, whatever that means. If you're a psychotherapist. <laughs> can tell me. Um, but there it's just also a great way to start the day. And I think, you know, we can procrastinate. I'm going to be talking about that a little bit later on in the program. Um, you know, we can procrastinate things, but you know, nothing better than to start the day with a great hike or, or a walk or whatever game of tennis, whatever golf, yeah, whatever you want totally. to do out yeah. there. But, um, you have different, um, you know, different, people with different expertise. What's some of the expertise yes. that you're showcasing okay, so, on this event on Wednesday? Yeah, there's going to be five panels, um, five panel discussions. And, um, and so we've got um, five or sorry, four people uh, talking about what creates the dynamics for financial freedom. So in your career, how can you kind of up level so that you can be working less and, and enjoying life more. So it, it, all of these um, speakers on this, and by the way, it's not just women, there's men on these panels as well. So, uh -huh. um, and the, the second panel, because we've got to balance it, of course, <laughs> uh -huh. the second panel is economic innovation. So how can you actually be creative about money? And often, like, I think for a lot of people, I think, yeah, anyway, I'm not on this panel, so I can't speak to it entirety. But often, you know, financial conversations can be quite stressful for many. And so how do we start to think of finances creatively so that it is a creative conversation both at work and at home? So that'll be some of the discussions there. And then we've got a health innovation panel, which has got um, some uh, experts in health and 
Um, and, you know, what are the latest innovative things? Like, for instance, when you went swimming, do you know that you, in the cold and that shocking your body into a little bit of cold because the water still is a bit brisk, um, <laughs> you actually... <laughs> it's it's actually warm. It it's actually warm now. It. <laughs> it's, much, it's much warmer <laughs> well, than it was in January, let was. me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you it's downright hot. <laughs> And Maureen, you probably know this because I know you're a nurse, but, you know, when you get into the water, you actually produce norepinephrine, which is really good for your whole, um, your brain, your whole body brain. So, it, I mean, there's things that we can do in our lives to really up level. And um, some of the speakers have, you know, kind of overcome, um, you know, um, overcome like health uh, problems like cancer and what have you, and how do they go about that? So that's a really interesting panel. Another one is the Mindset Liberation, which yours truly will be on, and that's with, um, well, there's four of us all together. We'll be talking about how we get in our own way. Um, so this will bring in a little bit of the brain science around anxiety. There's a rise in anxiety since the pandemic. How do we get past that? And how do we stay focused on uh, an internal sense of health and wellness inside us rather than so focused ex- on our external world, which we've kind of been um, trained into through that three-year pandemic that we've just come through. So the mindset liberation as well applied to work and how you can really innovate. I mean, you and I met on uh, at my, um, my pre- and postnatal exercise classes many years ago, <laughs> another lifetime worrying. But, you know, like that, I started that because, you know, as I headed into having um, babies myself, you know, I wanted to be able to support women um, through, you know, their having babies and um, having experienced my own mom sort of not being very... um, not well she she was stressed I think actually as a mom it really was important to me like motherhood and you know uh, family was so important to me well this is where you know this idea of exercise and pregnancy came from for me I was a I attended a workshop but you know life just kind of opens up a pathway when you step back and think what are the factors that we've gone through in our life and when you get that happening there is nothing that will get in your way from really launching a career that's very meaningful for you. So, I mean, I ran that class and you came to many years of that, not for the entirety of 28 years that I I led that class, but, you know, it was a really fulfilling um, career in my life and actually led to the career I'm in now, um, which, you know, is my, in my therapy practice. So it's how do you kind of like step back from the immediacy of what's going on long enough to kind of consider like where when do I get that feeling of being in the ocean (laughs) when do I get that feeling of like you know really playing tennis unconsciously and how can I achieve that in the career that I'm leading and innovate 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 and recreate and not get in our own way so so those are some of the topics on mindset liberation and then the final panel um, again with four specialist is going to be talking about greatness for humanity you know we've gone through this pandemic we've got a we've had a chance to kind of reset and really be thinking collectively globally actually and um and this whole momentum of this event is to create an opportunity for getting really good information out to as many people as possible and because all of the speakers and there's um, on these five panels, um, there's like four speakers on each panel. So um, we've got all of their, you know, very best tools and tips on, you know, how to bring your best and, and really up level your own life, your own relationship, your own career, and, uh, and take yourself to, uh, into the, your own zone, which is the flow I was talking about. My guest is the wonderful Joanne Weiler. She's a psychotherapist and coach. We're talking about going, the event coming up this Wednesday, May 31st from 12 to 2.30. It's a virtual event on how you can go from good to greatness. Thank you so much, Joanne, for staying on the line with me. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. (laughs) You're so welcome.
welcome. I just want to, I, I'm laughing because you said that the, um, you know, going into the ocean is uh, releasing the chemicals and, um, you know, good for brain health. And um, I have to say, I had to have Still a rental me, car. But- uh, yes, I had to have a rental car this weekend. And, uh, you know, you have to fill it up. Don't even ask why I had to have a rental car in my own home, hometown. Anyway, my own town. Oh. Um, but that's another story. Nonetheless, I had to go fill it up with gas. I, not even. I hardly use the thing. And um, I go to the gas station. And can I find the gas? How do you open the gas door, whatever it's called. No, no. I could not find it. I had to go to the rental agency, ask them, drive back to the gas station. Anyway, so I'm waiting for that um, to kick in for my brain health, for my my, all the the um, fruits of my labor, the fruits of my labor in the ocean on the daily, on the daily. But anyway, nonetheless, that's not where we're here. Go ahead. What's the other thing? But I love that. Well, you know what, though? When you actually have a moment like that, because I know flow is so great, right? When you feel that feeling of flow, I want to kind of bottle it, but I guess that would be drugs or something. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Sell it. Sell flow. (laughs) You know, pink bottle. But, you know, if you ask people, like, what creates flow for you? It's really in that moment, you know, you can't find the gas thing and you just, you know, you're, you're feeling kind of like clumsy or something with, your, with this rental car and it's not familiar. You can actually go back to the state you had in the water. So that will recreate that feeling in your body that gets you to slow down um, and, and, you know, get your brain back online. Because what happens is we get kind of anxious in a moment like that, frustrated. We've got to be somewhere. You probably had to get to the station. You know, there's probably... Yeah, uh, you uh, know what? I blame Toyota. There was no little gas icon <laughs> on there or anything. Like, I, even, I never would have found it. By the way, if you get a Toyota Corolla, it's on the left <laughs> of the seat. Anyway, let's get back to your event. Um, yeah, in a crazy okay. place. I opened the hood, everything else. But um, So let's talk about oh. this event on Wednesday. It's a virtual event, so anybody across the country can join in. Yeah, they Correct. can. And they just have to All go right. to that uh, that link. It's totally free. Um, they'll get access to, you know, just an incredible, you know, um, group of like, you know, president of Flying Horse. There's like um, Smart Plan Financial, um, Gwendo, uh, Love Relationship Training, Heather Lee. There's myself. There's Heather. There's Karen Strauss, who is president of Hybrid Global Publishing. Um, there's an Olympic athlete, um, cancer survivor, Krista Lee. Um, oh, what else? You know, and I just want to say the link so that because people might not oh, remember, yeah. they, there might be a few women yeah. out there and men who have brain fog. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's Christine Monahan, M O N A G H A N, yeah, dot com, dot com forward slash forward G2G. Slash G2G. G and then the number oh, yeah. two G. Yeah. And right. there's also, it's also, there's a book that we are launching this week and it's called um, good to greatness as well. Coincidentally. Um, <laughs> but it's a, com- a compilation of, of, of everyone's story. Um, you know, how they've overcome various different things and, and, um, and, you know, gone and, and up leveled their, career their body their lives their relationship really inspiring because you know when you hear people's stories you can relate right I mean when you're telling me the thing about the car I mean I can relate I'm with you and so it is really great to be with all these stories um, in our collective experience as human beings um, and find out what people use to be resilient to push past and to you know, get through things. I mean, you know, it's, it's, um, it's quite remarkable. So, you know, we connect with each other in those stories, those human experiences, but what we're doing is being reminded of our own strengths, you know? So we are Uh connecting with each other on those strengths. And um, And that's so great when somebody else has been through what you've been through, there's nothing like it. So you also have some prizes. Tell me about the prizes, the random draw. There's um okay so first of all the book will be on Amazon available for sixteen ninety nine um and that goes on Amazon this week good to greatness Christine Monahan and um the um okay there is we've got two ten thousand dollar value packages for um you know for your business solutions and that includes like 
you know, things like, um, you know, taking and writing a book from start to finish, how, you know, the whole package so that you get, um, or it includes, you know, like coaching and, um, uh, you know, various different, um, oh, you know, coaching, whether it's about finances or whether it's about your personal life, um, it's time with me, it's time with um, all these other people. So it, it, it's really um, an amazing, there's two, you know, kind of door prizes that will be given to, um, you know, individual participants that come to the live virtual event. And both of them are $10,000 each value. And that's been donated by the participants. So it's, yeah, wonderful. It's great. Yeah, and we're up against the clock here, Joanne. I could talk to you all day. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate uh, it. You got questions? She's got answers. The nurse is in for Nurse Talk. Welcome to the second hour of the Sunday Night Health Show. We're still taking your calls and texts. The number to call or text is one 399 9898. We have Phil behind the boards tonight, fortunately. Uh, in this uh, second hour of the show, we've got lots to discuss. We're going to be talking about, you know, is the best thing for you to do after sex? Is having have a cigarette? <laughs> or is that good old Hollywood showing us how to, misguiding us in our lives once again? Anyway, they do a lot of that, especially in terms of romance and relationships. So we're going to be talking about that in the second half of this hour. Also going to be talking about procrastination and motivation. A lot of people procrastinate. Are you one of those people who procrastinates? But right now, we're going to be talking about the importance of men's health. Bottom line, when it comes to prevention and early detection, men's health, you can say it takes a backseat to women's health. And Research shows that, well, compared to women, men are more likely to smoke, men are more likely to drink alcohol and gamble and generally lead less healthy lifestyles. Some people might say men are just having more fun. <laughs> That's why they say girls just want to have fun. Anyway, we're going to be talking about all of this with none other than Dr. Tomi Mitchell. She's a medical doctor in wellness and performance, and she empowers you to reduce burnout and overwhelm so that you can increase your productivity in the workplace. She, leads, she joins me on the line. Good evening, Dr. Mitchell. Good evening, Maureen. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. Good. Oh, awesome. That's great. I, I've had a long day. <laughs> Every day feels like a long day. Anyway, um, I don't know if you were listening earlier, but this week I traveled to do my first in-person talk. I've been doing them on Zoom and webinars and teams and all sorts of things through the pandemic. And I have to say, they were not my favorite, you know, speaking into a blank computer, you know, because mm -hmm. they don't show you who's in attendance. Half the time, they don't even tell you, you know, it's just so you just have no idea. And you're just talking away here. Mind you, I'm talking away into a microphone right now, but I, I can see Phil. And, you know, anyway, it's just a little bit different having conversations. It's a little bit different. But this week, I traveled to the Sioux, Sioux St. Marie in Ontario. And uh, nice. I was surprised to learn that I had to fly to Toronto and then go back because <laughs> I'm kind of busy and I don't I don't pay attention to some of these details. But I'm like, why didn't I just go from Vancouver to the Sioux? But no, you can't. Um, well, maybe you can, but I didn't find that flight. Nonetheless, um, you know, I, I spoke to I was inspired because I spoke to not only women in the workplace, but also men in the workplace about men's health and the importance of men's health. And, you know, it's just a bit different always when you're speaking to men, you know, you just, I don't know, I feel a little bit like, you know, different thoughts might enter my head. Like, are they judging me? <laughs> are they thinking this is ridiculous? You know, I'll have some self-talk that, uh, but it was very interesting. You know, the guys had some very valid questions, oftentimes asking about access to healthcare. You know, a lot of them didn't have family doctors. That was one big thing. Uh, interesting. Yeah interesting to find out as well that um a couple of them mentioned that if they asked for say a testosterone level you know at the age of 40 just to get a baseline you know their doctor said you don't need that you know or, or they felt dismissed oftentimes we know that women are dismissed by healthcare providers uh, we've got research to support that but 
those kinds of things are happening to men as well. And, and also, you know, that access where they were asking, you know, where can you go to speak to somebody because a place that's isolated or rural or, you know, not near a big city. Like I was on the plane flying from Toronto to the Sioux and I overheard there was a doctor sitting behind me and he said that he's been coming there for 20 years. And then all of the faculty knew that doctor, you know, like, so it's just such a, a small world, but they didn't seem to have the access to healthcare. And so this can affect men's health. And, and that's what I wanted to talk to you about tonight, the importance of, of men's health. And, and women take a little bit more of a proactive approach. And so what do you find in your medical practice in terms of the differences between men and women and the different diseases and conditions that men face? And, you know, that, you know, how can prevention help and, or, and, and treatment as well, especially prevention, especially if a condition is found early? Great question. Uh, there's so much to say on this topic. I love dealing with men's health. Frankly, I find them a hoot to talk to. It's <laughs> I, we have great conversations. As I tell my patients, there's nothing you're going to tell me that will make me blush. I have chocolate skin. I don't <laughs> blush. Um, but definitely <laughs> different. <laughs> so they, we, I start off with that very open, like nothing, anything goes conversation. And they're like receptive. They'll, they'll sit there and listen and be like, oh, my goodness, woman is actually talking about these things. But I am because it's important to you. So um, men are often more reluctant, definitely. Usually their partners make the appointment for them or like, you've got to go to the doctor. Like, this is it. Like, you need to go. But, you uh -huh. know, once they have that connection, having that primary care practitioner, primary, you know, is so important. A lot of them, they do open up, you know, like... Um, they yeah, do, but I find in my clinical practice too, like, it's just like very matter of fact, very straightforward, you know, it's just, you know, here's the deal, you know, and I'm talking about very intimate subjects. And, and I, I guess I just find in front of a crowd and, and it's a crowd that has not asked to see me clinically. <laughs> it's yes, just a group of guys, <laughs> that are, you know, so it's very different. <laughs> Definitely. I, I can imagine I have my first in person talk in the fall too so i'm like oh my goodness but yeah um men are, can be different but i mean they need doctoring just like women need doctoring and healthier men make healthier partners healthier parts of society um definitely male conditions some of them are different than females obviously testicular cancer um is a, a factor in younger men you mentioned testosterone testosterone levels do drop. We see drops in the, like in the 30s. I have 30-plus-year-old year men who are on testosterone because it is, has tanked, right? Uh -huh. So um, I don't know. It's, it's a really good topic. It just puts me, makes me smile because, honestly, I just, I just love them. I really feel like I mean, it's just fun to work with them and just to encourage men. I know this might not be everyone's experience with their doctor if they have a doctor, but you deserve care to and find a resource, whether it's online, telehealth or something uh -huh. to get you checked and do those baseline screening because it prevention is so much better than trying to find a cure. Like yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So and important. the virtual visits are so great and there's so much as well these days yeah. in terms of technology that can help. Um, you know, it's it's fantastic. One thing I love about men in my well, there's like a lot that I love about, no, but one thing in particular, they, men yeah. listen, they listen to me, you know, I'll, I'll suggest that they lose weight. They will get on the scale. They will, yeah. you know, measure their abdominal girth or do their measurements. They will adhere yeah. to my all in nutrition plan. And, you know, I'll see them four weeks later and they have dropped that weight. They've upped that exercise. They've cut down on that alcohol, you know, whereas women, I, I find it hard for women uh, harder with women because women will, they won't take the first step. They won't stand on the scale. It's just a number. It's just something to measure. It's just something to start a place to begin, you know, but they won't do yeah. that. And, you know, and so the outcomes are, are quite different, but I mean, that's a very small sample size. I'm not by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, there's a lot of common conditions that get affect men, heart disease, prostate health or disease, prostate cancer, testicular cancer, colon cancer, osteoporosis, um, you know, may, men may not realize that those can affect, but let's just start with heart disease. What are some of the 
risk factors for heart disease. For <laughs> I mean, it's basically for men and women as well. It's the number one <clears throat> killer of men. Yeah, definitely. So inactivity, smoking, um, you know, diabetes, like pretty much everything, hypertension, like there's so many risk factors, like, and, and it's risk factors for everything, whether it's heart disease, strokes, cancers, it's the same, like, I feel like a broken record, you know, it's like right. the whole prevention piece. It's the same thing. When in doubt, exactly. smoking, I, when in doubt, high blood pressure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was saying to one of my smoking, I'm mean, not my smoking friends, one of my swimming friends, Yeah, <laughs> maybe she smokes, I don't know. Um, but anyway, one of my swimming friends, I said, she said, what did you talk to the guys about? And I said, um, oh, you know, sexless marriage, depression, death by suicide. And I said in the five numbers that they should know. And she said, what are the five numbers? And, you know, I said, blood pressure and blood sugar and cholesterol and BMI. And, and she said, I don't even know what those numbers mean. I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing, like people don't really know until they have to know, you know, and, but yeah. prevention is critical. So you see people who are sick, they get sick. And then all of a sudden they're paying attention to their case. They're learning everything. They're, they're actually becoming doctors. Unlike the ones we saw that became doctors on Facebook during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, no, but they're, but yeah. they're becoming very attuned to their, to their healthcare and to their numbers and to their medications and side effects and how they feel and pain scales and, and that kind of thing. So it's so important that, that men take an interest in their health, especially if they're in a yeah. sedentary job, for example, you know, which can be brutal, whether you're working in the office or you're driving a big rig across this country, you know, you're at greater risk of heart disease, you know, simply yeah. put. And if you smoke on top of that and you're advancing age and Hey, we're all advancing age. I don't care how old you are. Um, yeah. you know, it's, um, you're going to be at greater risk and, and you need to know your family history as well. You know, you may have had an early a relative, a father who had early onset of heart disease, which can place you at risk as well. You know, so, great points, really great points. So Maureen, because you are the queen of, you know, you know, talking about sex and menopause, I, I have to tell you this. So with my men, with male patients, you got to find a reason to motivate them. And sometimes their fear of heart disease seems so far away, especially when they're in their 40s and 50s. But mm -hmm. just sharing, like, you know, high blood sugars, high um, blood pressure can affect you in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Like, don't wait Absolutely. till you need Viagra. To, like, and literally, no word of a lie, they look at me like dead serious. They're on it. Like, they yeah. get it. You got to find whatever it's golfing, whatever their passion is. You just like, look like this is a problem. By the time you have symptoms, that's a bigger problem. Don't wait till then. Like really spend the time to hone in on like why this is important. And I love how you mentioned measuring those waist circumference. That is amazing. I don't hear that very often. And that's great. You know, just knowing these and knowing those numbers, that's so critical. Absolutely. To, to that over health. Don't, uh, don't get me wrong. I do know that sex is a great motivator uh, for men. And that is why, you know, it's, it's not quite the motivator for women, but that's why uh, the men, you know, they present with erectile dysfunction. And a yeah. lot of it is due to the fact that the blood, it just isn't flowing anywhere, especially to your penis. And so um, creating strategies or, you know, providing them with nutritional uh, options and exercise and, you know, can be very helpful so that they don't have to take Viagra. But I love don't wait until you need Viagra. Yes. <laughs> Deal with it now. I uh, got a text here listening to your show, Maureen. I'm not sure. Is the pandemic over? How cautious should I be now? How careful are you these days? Great question. Well, the World Health Organization ended the global COVID-19 emergency because of increased immunity. They cited increased immunity, um, fewer deaths and less pressure on the hospital on the hospitals, basically on the healthcare system. And so I, I have to be honest, I'm still pretty careful. I, there were two of us on the plane who had a KN95 mask on. I don't get close to people. <laughs> um, that I, I'm not really going, it's out, it's summer right now where I am. So 
I'm outdoors. And uh, most of the time, I really don't feel comfortable eating in restaurants. I don't want to get COVID. A good friend of mine that I play tennis with got COVID. And so COVID is still there. And so it's entirely up to you how careful you want to be. But I would promote masks. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm just being more careful. I just don't want to get it. I don't want long COVID. I don't want to have an interruption in my plans or my life. So that's me. Anyway, we're talking uh, with Dr. Tommy Mitchell. She is my guest about men's health. Um, and so, uh, Dr. Mitchell, thank you so much for staying on the line. My pleasure. And, I, you know, I think I want to go to osteoporosis first before we go to cancer. We don't have too much time left, but guys don't think that they can get osteoporosis. Can guys get osteoporosis? And what are some of the risk factors? Yes, men definitely can. And, you know, inactivity, low calcium diet, men need weight bearing activity as well. Um, alcohol use, like pretty much unhealthy lifestyles can increase your risk of osteoporosis and also family history. That's, uh-huh. that's a part, that's a reason too, that you can't change. So, you know, and the thing that you can do to be proactive. Yeah, yeah earlier on in the show, I said men are having a little bit more fun. They're smoking, they're drinking, they're gambling. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, all of those things can lead to the, the tobacco use, the, the cigarette yeah. smoking. Again, advancing age, um, family history. How about cancer? Um, what are, uh, because I want to talk a little bit about some of the ways to prevent cancer, but one I'm particularly interested in, but what are some of the risk factors for cancer? Smoking, drinking, um, high fat, saturated foods, especially colon cancers, um, increasing age, pretty much everything. Yeah, it's all, it's all those are the big ones. Alcohol, alcohol yeah. intake. Is yes, that, alcohol. Um, yeah, I don't yes. think a lot of people realize that. And physical inactivity um, yes. can also. But, you know, I'm interested in there's some foods. And, you know, nutrition is becoming more and more uh, helpful in terms of prevention. So tell me about um, some of the fruits and vegetables that are good for people to eat to prevent cancer. Yeah, so foods high in fiber, um, your whole grains, uh-huh. nuts, legumes, um, low in fat, um, omega-3s are really good um, foods that have something called lycopene, which is found in, for example, tomatoes, um, simple things like hydration. We talked about that a few months ago, drinking water regularly, flushing out your system. Um, that inc- decreases your risk of cancer. Uh-huh. So those are, those are really big ones. Excellent. I was listening to a podcast recently about, um, there's this theory about cancer that, you know, it starts out as very small cells and then it's fed by blood vessels essentially. Yeah. And, yeah. and so lycopene, which is also found in tomatoes, uh, mm-hmm. and grapes and watermelon, um, guava and, and pink grapefruit, they maybe they're actually doing some studies, um, on mice in terms of reduction of, you know, stopping the growth of cancer. So hopefully, mm. I mean, so much money has been put into cancer research and we really don't have a cure yet. Mm. Um, yeah. So uh, just getting back to the osteoporosis, because I just didn't want to forget um, men, how much calcium should men take, get every yeah. day? So this is why my, my patients like think double vitamin D, so double D, 2000 and a thousand of calcium. So that's okay. really, so a thousand calcium, double D, 2000. That's what we all guys, maybe, maybe put the beer down and pick up some milk. Yeah. <laughs> Eat some yogurt, cheese yes. and ice cream. And cheese yes. is not like broccoli. Dr. Mitchell, thank you so much for your yes. contribution. Once again, to the program, I really appreciate it. Great information tonight. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Sunday Night Health Show podcast. You can subscribe, rate, or review on your favorite podcast app. And if you've got a question about your health, the nurse is always in. So email me, nursetalk at hotmail.com, and I just might answer your question anonymously, of course, on next week's show. For now, have a happy and healthy week.